Hey, tournament time in Indiana showcases clutch plays and performances that bring communities together. Kind of like an insurance agent that covers all your needs. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance is the one agent that can handle everything life throws at you. They offer home, auto, life, farm and crop, business, renter's insurance, as well as other financial products to all Hoosier families. And you know your local agent. Well, if you listen to Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball, you know that's Travis, and he's been part of the Martin County business community for many years, striving to provide his clients with the best coverage for their situation. And don't forget all the local sports and activities he supports in the community, a true community partner. Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance is on a mission to do more than simply provide products and services. Their family is intent on protecting your family. Whatever your financial or insurance needs are, one agent will handle all of what will help you sleep at night knowing you, your family, and your stuff is protected. Call 812-295-3129. See the team at their 304 JFK Avenue location in Lagodi or contact them through their Facebook page. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Thank you for joining us for a very, very special episode of Birdies Bourbon and Basketball. I am Brian Emmons, and uh, without my co-host today, but we've got a whole bunch of other ones here to, to fill that void. We have the uh, 2021 Washington Lady Hatchets, one of the most enjoyable teams to watch all season long. Boys, girls, I don't care. They were a whole lot of fun to watch. And we're going to get going, and we will introduce who all we've got here on the panel. She's an ICGSA academic all-state. Her responsibilities, well she, and I've also been told she's the most responsible person on the team, including the coaching staff. She keeps everybody in check by serving as the team mom, and that is Jade Browning. Jade, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. We're so happy to have you here. You can't stop them, I go by them goon rules. If you can't beat them, then you pop them. You can't man them, then you mop them. You can't stand them, then you When I started doing walk-up music, this was the toughest one because I had to find a segment of this song that I could actually play. She makes huge plays on both sides of the ball. She's a member of Bachelor Nation. Eats tons of peanut butter snacks and a lot of time takes them from Jade. That is Alita Aradonoska. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great to have you. Thank you so much. Next up. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. I've actually heard this song. That was good. 2021 IBCA Large School Underclass All-State Selection. ICGSA Third Team All-State. First Team All-Conference in the pack. And the one person that I've heard of that thinks that ranch dressing is not a dressing, but a chicken sauce. And that's Elena Thorne. How are you, Elena? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. We're happy to have you here. Next up. She's second team all-conference in the pack. She's a little bit of do-everything for this team on both sides of the ball. 
and she's now going to get a sponsorship deal with Baked Lays because she's evidently their biggest fan. I do have them here with me today. <laughs> and that is Jesse Ledgerwood. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And last but not least of the players. Hey, I can't figure it out. There's something about her. Cause she walked like a boss, talked like a boss, manicure and nails, just like the pedicure rock. And you know, Kinsey Lavasseur does walk like a boss, just like the song said. 2021 IBCA Large School Underclass All-State. She was also first team in the pack. She runs a business that we'll hear about here in just a minute. She wants a hairless cat, and she says that all this success this team has is because she's cute. <laughs> and last but not least, the person that steers the ship. You've heard that theme music before. She's been on the show a few times. She'll reach 200 career wins by Christmas with no doubt. The HBCA District 1 Coach of the Year. And I can tell you the greatest thing about doing this podcast is she's become a friend. Coach Gretchen Miles. Coach, how are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having us on tonight. That's awesome. And before we get to the interviews, I do want to take one break from a sponsor. Is your wig a screaming? Are you tired of your hair not being sectional ready? Do you have more tangles than the hatchets have turnovers? Then come visit Kinsia's Cuts, your one-stop shop for all your beauty needs. And remember, at Kinsia's Cuts, we say, knock, knock, whose hair? <laughs> Coach Miles, lead us off. I'm not sure what to say after that. Uh, I tell you what, they've multiple talented kids here, definitely, and her shop was busy for a couple weeks, definitely, whether it was um, before we got on the bus to leave for sectional games or in her room the next morning before regional. So she's definitely business. And you had to make an appointment. You had to definitely know what you wanted before you walked in there. And she made it happen. She actually made it happen. That's awesome. Now, <clears throat> you said you wanted a hairless cat. How about slightly balding podcast host? Is that okay? No. No? Okay. <laughs> we did. So I've recorded so far tonight, can see us singing the national anthem, being a human beatbox, so we're off, to a, we're off to a great start. Coach, season didn't quite end the way you wanted it. I know you, uh, you, you gave Rushville everything they, they had and they wanted uh, without Kinsia, but can you, let's just talk about that game and then maybe, I think we felt good going against Silver Creek, especially since they didn't exactly blow out Shelbyville. But uh, talk about that Shelbyville game and, and let's uh, kind of revisit that. Well, <clears throat> Rushville's a very good basketball team. Um, of course, they get to regional for a reason, very well coached, and we were, we were without Kinsia. But, you know, this group was dealing with, you know, what ifs all season long, so it was kind of just the next thing. Um, we found out that she couldn't play, almost getting on the bus to go to Charlestown after practice, um, and they kind of had that two hours just to kind of deal with it, you know, and then when they get off the bus and get to Charlestown, we've got to get over it and move on. But you know, there was no doubt in our mind at all that we were going to get everything out of every single one of these kids, and everyone stepped up big time with everyone sitting in here today, and plus Chloe Browning also, and freshman Allison Hill coming in and giving us some minutes also. So, I mean, just very proud of this group. I mean, there was not one doubt that you would think that they were taking plays off or not working hard or, you know, just weren't confident in themselves or the team. Um, so just played, played really hard, played really well, and sometimes at the end of the night, it's just, you know, the team outscores you. Yeah. And at that point, that's just exactly what happened. Yeah, Kinsia, first of all, how, how are you now? I know you're still on your crutches, but how, how are you feeling? Um, I'm pretty good. Good. So what was it like when you find out you can't play and you have to sit there and watch your teammates um, go, to, go to work in that game? It was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, I bet so. 
But and as a coach, too, she drives you nuts sitting on the bench. I, I mean, did, did you call a timeout once, I think I heard? <laughs> that was one question she asked if she could call the timeouts. And I said, usually we have plenty of timeouts for her to use because if we use them, it's because we're mad at her. Yeah. So we got to use them then. But since she wasn't being able to play, we should have had tons of timeouts that night. But we didn't. But I think she, she was tremendous on the bench, too, of keeping the kids up, keeping them together, you know, uh, coaching them up when they were on the floor or during timeouts. And I think also – of course, you never want to be injured, you know, sitting there watching. But I think you also see a different perspective of a lot of time with the coaches and what other kids on the bench see. And definitely a very good learning experience for Kinsia, but definitely one that we don't want her getting comfortable with. Jade, let's ask you, when, when you heard Kinsia was going down for that game, what, what's your first thought? And, and did you automatically know, okay, who's next? Who's going to take the spot? Um, when I first heard that, heard that she wasn't going to be playing, it was automatically it – was, it was heartbreaking, like she said, because – she is a big part of our team. She does a lot of our scoring, but she also does a lot on the court to bring everybody up when they're down. Mm-hmm. So I knew that we, I mean, everyone was going to have to pick up the slack because we couldn't, we can't all score how many you average 16, 17 points a game. It, so everyone was going to have to pick up. And I think we all did a really good job yeah. of doing that in the game. Yeah. Alita, can you just talk about being a part of this team and, and knowing that someone's going to pick up the slack? I mean, you as a senior, you've been through this program for a while. Can you just talk about that, your teammates, and, and how you knew that that, uh, that they'd pick it up? I just, you know, they're on and off the court really good people, and just getting to play with them is awesome because they are the best teammates yeah. anyone could ever ask for, and we created – a relationship first off the court so we just trust each other on the court and we play better with each other yeah. Jesse you had a pretty good tournament um, can you talk about the feeling when you you know you finally you had had a little bit of a crowd going into the last few games what did that how did that make a difference for you um, playing especially at Vincennes with a good crowd and then going over to Charlestown well that Vincennes crowd was insane it was the I kept saying, like, the first two games, uh, it was still limited. I didn't really have that sectional feeling, but the championship game, when we saw everybody there, like, I just had butterflies, like, everywhere. Like, it was insane. But it, the crowd was amazing. Like, we couldn't have played that well without them. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even play that well, but. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> way we did just because of that. True that. True that. You had a little stretch there that, that things were getting in doubt. but. Yeah. Elena, you had a, a heck of a, a matchup that night, and I thought you played just a fantastic game both sides of the ball. Can you talk about the matchup you had with – what's the Vincent's girl's name? Macy Lang. Talk about her and, and how you guys battled all evening. Well, during the season, I also had to match up against her, and I know that she is a big part of Vincent's teams, and um, she's the reason why they succeed a big amount and with rebounds and points. So I knew that I basically – my job was to keep her off the boards and – stay in front of her, front her in the post. And it, I knew it was going to be tough, especially because Vincent is a rival team and she's kind of like my rival, I yeah. guess. But um, I think I did my job decently well, so. Yeah, I think you did it really well. But, no, when Kinsia made that drive and, you know, when she's driving through traffic, um, she's going at a diagonal uh, drive to the rim and, and finishing left-handed against kids that are a lot taller than what she is, too. I mean, again, she makes things look so easy around the basket and that was such a difficult shot. But then on instinct, she knew just to go pressure the basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, we were up at the time and to be able to just have a few seconds left. And we talk a lot about, like, how many times do we turn the ball over nonchalantly taking the ball out of bounds and not looking and not paying attention to what's going on. And that was nothing from the coaching staff or the sideline about her going up and pressuring the ball. I mean, we had – she was pressuring the ball and everyone else was trying to get back to get matched up. And then within seconds, 
you see her steal it and everyone else is heading down the other direction yeah. quickly. Um, so, I mean, just, just the energy of it. And it was so exciting to see, like, in, from the coaching standpoint where the fans or, or the bench, you kind of see you see one view. And then after the game, you can kind of see different highlights on the news or whatever everyone else has on their, on their videos. You see a different perspective of it. So when you could see the actual side that it happened – I mean, you were just getting just completely just jacked up about it because yeah. it was good. And then her energy came up. I mean, you could tell she was just on a different level. Like, all the kids were rallying up around her, too. It was just that mentality that she has, like, we're not getting beat. Yeah. We're not getting beat. And, and, and I think that was a theme of, of you guys all year, you know, that, that toughness. And, Jade, I don't know of any team in the area, and we, we talked to here on the podcast, we talked to almost everyone. I don't know any team that had a more difficult COVID year than you guys had, getting shut down a couple of times. As a player, talk about that process of the, the starting and restarting and, and, and what you went through in that. Well, when we each time the first time the first day that we found out we were going to be quarantined, it's rough and there's probably tears across the whole board for all the all the players. But after a day or two of being quarantined, it's like we got to work at home, do what we can and work out, do whatever because we can't let up when we get back because we have to pick up right where we left off and we all understood that and we all talked about it and we all knew that we weren't going to let it define us and we were just going to play the way we know we should when we get back right and, and anybody can answer this question what what kind of things did you do at home when you were working out on your own um at, at your house or or wherever you were all of the above yeah <laughs> <laughs> with uh, coach Harmon being a former cross country and track coach they didn't really stand a chance yeah. um, but i will say like and jade's exactly right I think the biggest part of their success is, I mean, flat out, let's be honest, like these kids can play, and that helps when it comes to trying to be successful and win games. But it, it was like everything was player-led. So the expectations, the accountability, you know, started with these five and trickled down. Um, and when Coach Harmon put those workouts on there, you know, the kids had obviously the option to, you know, just do them or do them and kind of video them and put them up on their flip grid, which I thought was tremendous for these guys because then it showed the younger kids, like, like we're serious about this. Because yeah. when we get back, we just have a couple practices, and then we go play Ligoti. I mean, you just don't have time to, to, to be able to kind of get back where you were because that's two weeks off. Right. Every time that happens, you're kind of restarting. Sure, absolutely. And, and I'm sure you guys all listen to the podcast weekly, so you know we talked about um, the surprise that um, you guys came out and just smoked Lakoti that night. Elena, talk about that when you came out. I mean, you had to have a little doubt. We've been, you know, working on our own for two weeks, and then you come out and against a very, very good Lakoti team, I guess a surprising margin of victory. Can you talk about that first game back? Um, well, of course, all of us were probably a little bit nervous just coming back since we barely only got a few practices in before. But I think we were all really anxious to get on the court and play. So we were we kind of used that adrenaline and energy to show up and show out against Lagodi. Yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jesse, was a lot of running, and, and, and you came in. Did you feel good coming in, coming back even after that break? You felt good, ready to go? Well, I think we were all just – Last year. Yep. So, yeah, like I didn't even really occur to me about the quarantine. I didn't really think about it that much. I just wanted to go out there and play, and I know everybody else did too. Kinsia, you were ready to go, I'm sure, that game. Is, is Lagodi a tough matchup for you? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kinsia, tell me about wanting a hairless cat. What, what is it about hairless cats that you like so much? They're cute, like me. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the season, you guys kind of cruised along. Um, let's talk about, you know, maybe not the, the best topic. Let's talk about what happened against Memorial. Um, why did they match up so well against you? And 
Um, whoever wants to answer, were you ready to go again? I, I think you, you, I feel like you were in a better place to go at them if you played them again in the second, second day or second game that night. Um, Memorial is just a really good team, honestly, in every sport, too. And coming in, I could tell we were excited, but you have to think it was their senior night. They had eight seniors, maybe, and they're just athletes, and yeah. they play really good ball games. And they just showed us up. But, like, <laughs> we, we learned from it, you know, in practice. We started doing new things and eventually fixed habits and made new habits. Yeah. And I was really hoping that you were going to get to play them again because I think I think it would have been a much a much different outcome. Um, let's talk about a Coach Miles practice. <laughs> Jesse, you want to go on this one? You want to take this one? Talk about what what we're Coach gonna, Miles expects. We're going to have to specify. Are you talking about after the memorial, memorial game? Or are you about <laughs> Can we make cuts right now for next year's season? <laughs> What's, yeah, let's say after the Memorial game. How was that? Okay, well, first it starts, you wake up petrified. <laughs> but it's honestly, it's really not. It's, it's not, as, not as bad as I, you would think. Uh, we did do some running. I'm going to say we fixed the habits that um, made us lose by about 20 points. Okay. So, like, passing the ball in. Uh, actually make sure there's nobody guarding you when you pass the ball in. <laughs> Just some simple stuff like that. Add some running in there. That's uh, Coach Miles' practice. I heard there. something about she asked what, what your favorite flavor of turnover was, you guys. Did, did that, that came up. As, as seniors, Jade and Alita, talk about what Coach Miles has, has meant for you guys throughout your career. Um, I would say she's always someone that you know you can talk to no matter what, and she's mm -hmm. always someone that will encourage you no matter what's going on, on and off the court. She'll help you with – if you wanted to, she'd help you with your homework, really. She – I don't know if anyone's should, ever asked her that. <laughs> These girls take some hard classes. I was gonna say, are there any subjects know, we should stay no, away from? No. I don't know if they do home ec anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure if they take that or not. You just know that even if you make a mistake, yeah, she might yell at you, but it's not. She's not going to hold it against you. She's she sees that you work hard, or she's if you're working hard, and she lets you know when you're doing something right every time. Yeah. And she just encourages us all the time, no matter what's going on. Yeah. Alita, the, the thing I've been most impressed with since, since talking to Gretchen and, and, and learning about her program is that the coaches make sure they talk to all the players every day um, about non-basketball-related topics. Is that right? What's that mean to you, knowing that your coaching staff is so invested in not only you as a player, but as a person and a student? Yeah. Um, well, we're family, so... I just love how during practice the coaches will ask like how your day was or like what'd you do today at school or what'd you eat for lunch and I'm like pizza because you know that's my favorite food but <laughs> more than one slice too and <laughs> me too <laughs> and it just shows that they care for you beyond the sport and just love you like their own child yeah what are you gonna miss the most when when you, when you know that practice starts the first day what are you going to miss the most about it? Not Concia. <laughs> <laughs> but she's cute. Why would you miss her? Um, definitely the friendships I've made along the way. Um, I've played with most of these girls in other sports, too. And yeah. just, like, watching them grow yeah. is, like, I'm, like, blessed. What, what would you guys tell incoming freshmen about – get ready to play for, for Coach Miles and the Hatchets. What, what, what would one thing you tell them? 
don't be too intimidated because it's not as bad as everyone makes it seem. People people talk it up like it's gonna be. Even can see you. People talk it up like it's something that's gonna be terribly hard, but it's really some of the best time you'll have in your four years of high school. Oh, uh, that's awesome. But what about you? You agree with that, Alita? Yes. What's your plans next year? Let's talk about that. Um, do you know where you're going to go to school or what you're going to do next year? Well, um, I'm going to USI, but I'm undecided currently for what major I'm going to do. Okay. What about you, Jane? Then I'm actually, Alita and I are going to be roommates. We're both going oh, to USI. Nice. <laughs> um, and I plan on majoring in biology. Great. Good deal. Is that one of the subjects you, they, that they would steer away from? if they Definitely. Needed? Yeah. I don't know if I can spell that. Yep. Hey, uh, real quick, we're just going to say we, we've got some parents and super fans um, here tonight, so thank you for coming out and, and, and sharing your, the parents sharing your daughters. Uh, I'm sure everybody's going to love to hear this. Thank you to my lovely wife, Kirsten and Mandy, for uh, getting the tacos tonight. We appreciate that. And those tacos came from Casa Sevilla, right there in Odin at 100 Northwest Street. You can give them a call at 812-636-2000, and they will be happy to cater your events. And they've got a very, very big menu. If you can't find something to, good to eat here, you're in big trouble. And don't forget those big frozen margaritas, salt, sugar, whatever you want on them. Make sure you have the lime, but make sure you get a margarita at Casa Sevilla, the house with flavor. Elena, what are we looking forward to over the summer? What are we going to work on to get better and, and uh, make, your, make your game even better? Well, I am playing AAU ball with Kinsia and some other girls in Southern Indiana. Oh, and good. I think that will be pretty good this team. And our coach is actually a college coach, and he works us pretty hard. So. Who, who's that? Uh, his name is Luke Scheidecker, and he used to be the assistant at ISU, but now he's at Wabash Valley. Oh, cool. Coach. Yeah, good deal. So um, what's, the, what's your team name in case people want to follow it? Uh, we are Swish City. It's the – EBA, um, Indiana Swish mixed with the new Pocket City League. Yeah, okay, great. So is there one particular thing you're wanting to work on in, in your game that you feel like you need to improve or, or someone has told you you need to improve? <laughs> um, it is definitely probably taking more outside shots and perimeter shooting, maybe um, off the screen and off the dribble more because I'm usually a drive, drive, drive person or post up, cut. I don't usually take a shot unless I'm wide, 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 <laughs> wide, wide open. <laughs> so it definitely, my shooting would yeah. really increase my game if I would get it some shots down. What about you, Kinsia? Is there something that you want to work on um, the most or, or several things what you want to work on to get ready for next year? Um, I want to work off, work on my shot off the dribble Okay. because I drive a lot. Yeah. Jesse, what about you? What, what's, your, what's your focus for the offseason? Well, I think Coach and I could say this together. It's definitely mid-range, white line jumper, because as she told me, and I think everybody could say, I either shoot three or I go head first into six-foot tours. <laughs> and that's very true, so I'm going to incorporate my mid-range game into my, my mid-range shot into my game. Who's the best player we face this year? Question. There's a lot of good players in Southern yeah, I mean, you guys, You guys mm -hmm. face some good ones. What's that one from Boonville? Alicia Brandenburger. She's a stud. Yeah. Yes. And, I would, and a few of the girls from Memorial, for sure, they rank yes. up there. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Um, Maya Montgomery, Southridge. Yes. Tough. Fleming Lagodi. 
I mean, the list could probably go on yeah. about every team we've every played team. this year. <laughs> yeah. Play, the girls from Plainfield, Ron Colley, Bishkoff. Ooh, yeah. She was, she was, she was the good. hardest to guard, mm-hmm. definitely. Who, um, who usually draws – I guess I know if, if it's a center, big forward, it's Elena. Who, who draws the toughest matchup on the perimeter? Elena. Elena. <laughs> Elena does. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you like about defense? What's your philosophy? How do you feel when you know you're drawing the team's best player? Um, I used to love defense. Well, I mean, I still love it, but um, more than offense, actually. And I, I like guarding guards better than posts, I, even though I'm more of a post. But I think my idea is I love a challenge in a game. So, like, I, I, I like actually want to guard the other team's best driver or something because I feel like it's a challenge, and I don't know, it just gets you aged in the game yeah for sure um do you coach do you give them a list of things you want them to work on I know you talk to them daily but how do you attack the off season do you do do you do like an individual plan we do uh individual meetings at the end of the season kind of an exit meeting just to kind of get their thoughts on um what they felt like they improved on from our like Christmas meeting to the end of the season and then what else do they need to work on to to take their game to the next level um because we try to like coach our kids and, and do this uh, practice plan as if we were scouting our kids. So what would that scouting report look like? Um, and then be able to kind of uh, do drill work and, and um, you know, post guard work and teamwork that direction too, to kind of see what would other teams pick on for us that we need to get better at. And just looking at each individual kid of, you know, what, what is something that they can do to develop their game to the next level so they're not so easily scouted each year. Right, exactly. And, and I know we've got, we've got Casey and, and Lacey here. What, what do you expect out of them? Um, and we're going to hopefully get them up here in just a few minutes along with a couple of super fans. But what, do you, what do you put on your assistant coaches in the offseason? Well, their meetings are completely different. I mean, it's, it's kind of a yeah, year-by-year year kind of thing. I know, I know about some of these meetings, and I know they're completely different. <laughs> no, but, you know, we're very fortunate to have the coaching staff that we have of um, Lacey Higgins and Casey Freddie and Dave Harmon. They just do, they do so much more things behind the scenes for these kids that these kids have no idea about um, because it's not just when the season starts or season ends. They're constantly uh, doing things to, uh, to make the team better, to make individuals better um, all year round. It's just a lot of time that they're obviously have families at home that they've got to get to the scouting part, the watching film, the you know the social media post, um, just anything that we have to have done. Like they're they're on it quickly. Yeah. Um, like I said, watching film and then Coach Harmon with all the the conditioning workouts that he puts together and just the time. I mean, it's just as we all know, a lot of time that goes into it to try to do what's best for these kids. And we're just not going to find any coaches that work as hard is what these guys do to work hard for our kids. Yeah, exactly. The two seniors, you, uh, are, what's going to take up that void of, of all the time you've been spending on your basketball game? Do you play any other sports, or what, what are you going to do? Um, no, we don't play any, a spring sport, but I know we both work mm-hmm. and just getting that college stuff yeah, done. For sure. Okay. Hey, before we – I want to go into the, some of the awards, and we're going to talk about that. First, let me take a break here and talk about Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery, Indiana, right there on Route 50 between Washington and Montgomery. 18 holes of zoysia grass fairways and tee boxes. Five sets of tees, so people from all ability. You're not all as good as the hatchets, so you gotta get out here and practice a little bit. Driving range is open and ready to go. You can just swipe your credit card, go out there and practice on your crappy game and try to make it a little bit better. So come on out and we will see you at the Oaks.
one of the highlights I know people on social media like seeing is the, the awards after the games. Um, let's talk. Who wants to talk? Tell me about the Glue Award. What's that, and how in the heck do you get it? The Glue Award was for the player for that specific game that kept everybody together and never really let up and kind of acted as the leader for the, the night and made sure that everyone was on their best game. Yeah. Did, did uh, Who won that more than anybody else? Do you, I mean, I know it got spread around quite a bit, all and the awards. And that's a good reason, yeah. yeah. And I think as the season went on, it was good for the kids. And it's hard to, like, for them to pick who that winner is right after the game because adrenaline's up and they're going. And we don't give those awards out if we get beat. So it's just if we happen to win – um, so you give away most of the time. We, we, this year, we <laughs> let's not. It was a good problem not to be have too this modest year. Here. <laughs> um, but it was good to see as the season went on, the kids being more aware of what their teammates are doing and be able to name those award winners. So, um, so the team votes on it. it kind of did, yeah. We kind of do both. Okay. It's kind of the heat of the moment thing of what the, what the coaches saw at that time or, you know, the kids to speak up on those also. Elena, tell us about the Windex Award. Okay, so the Windex Award is for the player who uh, – was a beast at the boards, and basically it's a Windex bottle because, like, you're cleaning the glass. That was my next question. You know what Windex is, right? Yeah. Yes. And we'll ask Dad if, if she knows. <laughs> yes, but that's basically for the tough rebounder of the game. Yeah. How many? You got quite a few of those, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, I got it a good amount, but so did everyone yeah, else. We was, all took our turns, I think. And I think that's the great thing about your team is that – you know, you would kind of expect those awards to fall in the same hands all the time. You guys have a very, A, you, you've got a lot of basketball IQ, which is awesome, and it, what, what makes it fun for us to watch you guys play. But talk about your, your diversity in, in all of these players and how someone's not just the, the glue or the Windex that gets spread around. And I think those awards are, are good, too, to show the kids that, like, you know, on any given night, you know, you may have kids score, a few kids score most of the points, but those other kids are also super important pieces to the puzzle for us to be successful. Um, and you're exactly right. Like, these kids just bring so much more to the game than just the basketball skill. Um, like I said, flat out they can play. We know that. But just how selfless they are and just how um, they celebrate all their teammates' success. Um, and, and I think that that's huge to be able to see that because – and they all know with every individual award, there's a team behind that award in order to make that happen. Um, and they do. They celebrate each other. You know, they're always complimenting one another. You just don't you don't see that whole yeah. jealousy or pitting people against each other. Like, they'll just do whatever it takes to win. For sure. Who wants to tell me about the Hard Hat Award? Jesse does. <laughs> Jesse, tell us about the Hard Hat Award. The Hard Hat Award, um, it's given to basically um, – it's kind of a mix between – like the glue award and the lockdown defender. I feel like if you have a really good defensive game, you might get the hard hat. If you do really well, like physically, and uh, deal with a lot of physicality, you might get that award. Yeah, awesome. Uh, what about the Wonder Woman award? Say that the Wonder Woman is kind of like who took over the game and who kind of, I guess, led the team and carried the team. You could say the MVP, but it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. points. It means just everything. It could be lifting someone up. It could be. Uh, getting tons of rebounds and steals and great defense is just kind of like that player that does all that of us. So. Cool. And then I know we we can figure out what the Lock It Down Defender Award is. And I know I think everybody here got that at least once, which is awesome. I, I was going to request, and, and I don't know if I need to talk to your assistant coaches. So can we start so whoever talks the most on defense? Can we call it the, the B3 podcast Big Mouth of the Week or something? <laughs> like that? We'll do whatever you want to do. 
Whatever you want to do. That sounds good. I tell you what I want to do, and this will be a good time to announce this. Uh, Coach Miles and I have been talking and planning. We are going to do a weekly show, definitely during the season, possibly um, some check-ins. I'd like to even start this summer to talk about that. And I wanted to call it the Gretchen Miles Show. She said, I don't need my name in the title. So I don't know if it's going to be Lady Hatchet Weekly or what exactly it's going to be, but we're going to spotlight you guys all the time and, and make sure that everybody knows the great things you're doing. So I'll be looking forward to that. So now i got some questions for the group before we wrap up. Who is the best dancer on the oh, team? No Can, question. Kinsia. Alita. No question. Uh, not, not Alita. Not Alita. It's not. A- not Alita. <laughs> Can see ya. Not Jane. Oh, I never claimed that it was me. <laughs> well, they're they're really quick to throw each other under the bus. <laughs> I, mean, I love I, it. I know no. we're family. It's we a love sisterhood. each other. Yeah. That's what families do. It's exactly right. Is that true? Can see. Are you the best dancer? Allison, <laughs> Allison Hill ranks up there too. Yeah, yeah. Allison Hill. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Why are you the best dancer? Right. Uh, I was sure we were going to get it because I'm cute there. <laughs> Who's the best singer besides Coach Miles? Alita. Oh. <laughs> no, Alita desperately wants to be. I really need to make a blooper reel and and play all the the things I was recording earlier. Of the national anthem got sung when when. Um, who is the team comedian? Can see. <laughs> what don't you do for Alita. this team? Alita too. Alita too. Yeah, talking about talking a podcast. <laughs> Alita Alita's up there on that one. <laughs> So when, when you're getting ready to go on the road for a game, get on the bus, leave practice, whatever, who's the last person to always get ready and is dragging in the locker room or, or to get on the bus? Jesse Ledger. Yes, it's Jesse. <laughs> why, why is that? I have to remember two things when I get on the bus. I've forgotten both. <laughs> <laughs> well, she needs that list. <laughs> Jade? <laughs> Mama Jade? I do, I do that. What are you going to do without her next year? She's going to call me before every game. Yeah. Well, you're just, so are we. The coaches are, too. You're just in Evansville. You Tell can them. We have to. Put you on payroll. They'll just pay for your gas driving back and forth. Who has scored? Has anybody scored a basket for the opposite team in their career? No. No? I was going to say, because I, I got it on good information that someone has, and I think we all deserve to hear this story. Are you really talking about me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so it was my seventh grade year, and I was playing. You can thank your friend Mandy on this one. Okay. True friends. I see you. Seventh grade year, and I was at Washington Catholic, and we played the Washington Hatchets. So, of course, you've got a lot of friends on both teams. Uh, Energy is up. Nervousness is up. And uh, they had just scored again. And uh, we went to take the ball out of bounds. And, of course, they weren't pressing at the time. And went to go get the ball. And, man, I was squared up. Turned the corner, ready to pull it. No one was on me. It's the best shot I had all night. And it went in. That was a long night at home. Yeah, it I definitely bet. was. But, I no, bet. it was one of those things that if you could just run and hide. Man, run and hide. But that is true. But it went in. It yeah, did go in. That's so. awesome. Yeah. It was the only two points I had that night. <laughs> um, Jay, tell me one thing you'd change about the season if you could. And you can't say the Memorial game. Probably the quarantines, but yeah. just because it was four weeks out of the season in total that we didn't get to be with each other the whole time and yeah. play and get better together. Yeah. Anybody else got anything they'd, they'd change if they could? Maybe the news we got on the way to the bus to Charlestown? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, before we wrap it up, um, let's just go around. Can Sia tell me what you think about Coach Miles and playing for this program and how special it is? 
She is. Jesse? Um, it's just crazy hearing about other sports because nothing matches the intensity and the, like, the family aspect to this team. And it's just like the trust we've created, like coach to player, it's just, it's just surreal to literally any other team like you'll ever play. Yeah. Elena, you're up. Um, well, I guess ever since I was younger, I've, al I've always looked forward to entering high school and playing for Coach Miles. And she does live up to the expectations. She's a great coach. And she works you hard. But then she also will support you when you're having tough times. And just I'm, I guess we're all lucky to have her as yeah, a coach. Yeah, for sure. I know you guys have sort of answered this. But anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up, um, seniors? Gretchen is also very competitive. So in a sport, you have to – like it's good to be competitive. And along with the other coaches, they are just all individually great coaches. And they're all different, but they all help you out at the end of the day. And I would say, without a doubt, this coaching staff is the best coaching staff that I've ever played under. Yeah, I, and, and I don't think you have to play for the Washington Lady Hatchets to know that. You guys, don't let them down. Don't let these seniors down next year. And you, you work hard and go get them. And I will tell you, this is the best in the business right here. I want to thank every one of you for coming in. It was really fun. And I'm sure we'll do it again as we, as we get into the, to the uh, Gretchen Miles show or whatever we, we call it <laughs> throughout the year. But thank you so much. We'll take a quick break here, and then we'll come right back, and we'll talk to some super fans and see if we can get uh, the Casey and Lacey show on the air as well. We'll be right back. And we are back. Hope everybody had fun listening to that. It was a lot of fun doing it. We've had a lot of laughs with the Lady Hatchets. So, again, thank you so much for letting the, the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast be a part of, uh, of your season and the upcoming one. Now we've got some super fans and some coaches here. I want to say hello to Terry Fry. Hello. Terry, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing good. Glad good. you could be here. And Amy Sandulo. Is that right? Sandulo, yeah. All right. Um, and then we've also got assistant coaches Lacey Higgins. Hello. And Casey Freddy. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having us. Uh, Terry, Amy, let's talk, first of all, what's it like watching this team? And, and uh, as you guys, you guys were probably dying some this season. You had to stream it online or whatever, I guess. Talk about what it's like watching them, and then let's talk about what it's like not watching them. Okay, I um, absolutely love watching these girls. And you can tell from the sidelines how deep their connection is. Um, I've watched them play several teams. Um, whether it be home, on the road, on live stream. And you can always tell that our girls have something special. And I like to, I'd like to say that that's really commendable at their age. And it keeps me um, supporting them yeah. from game to game. Yeah, so Amy will ask you the tough one. What was it like not being able to go to the games and watch well, them? I think at one point I asked Jesse if I could be her mother so I could go to the game. <laughs> That's okay. I've been all kinds of family members. <laughs> Health department, we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. You know. I, think, I think I would have been fought for that one, though. But um, it was rough. There was a lot of screaming at the TV at my house. Yeah. Um, yelling and cheering. So um, we live streamed every game that was on. Yeah. And any time that we were allowed to go, we were there. <laughs> so um, it was tough. But at the same time, I'm so glad with the technology we have that we were able to still watch them on TV. Yeah. Um, and, of course, listen to Dwayne on the radio. Right. I mean, bro, 
just they are fantastic. Yeah. So it just makes it easier. That, that's good. And I actually wanted to ask Coach Miles about that. But talk about Dwayne. Isn't he fun to listen to? Oh, my God, he's great. And I, I teased him. I, I said, you know, if, if they have many more bad calls, I don't know how much higher your voice can go <laughs> at times. when, And, uh, you know, uh, we, we, I kept saying one podcast, I couldn't quit saying it. Like, bro, I just can't believe it. That's exactly Dwayne right there. That was perfect. Lacey, speaking of yelling in people's ear, we, we once in a while see you jump up out of your seat and, and say something to Gretchen. Is that always nice or, or sometimes it a little tense in, in that voice? She always tells me that it's not good when we all agree on the same situation and we're there to give her, you know, suggestions. So it happens every once in a while. She And she takes them well? No. No. <laughs> It was a big kind of joke. Um, Gretchen gets a little nervous at times, not so much about whether we can win or not, but like, you know, guessing what we should play defensive-wise or if someone can actually guard someone else. And my quote that no one knows all the last part of the year was, it's going to be a piece of cake. So we go in the Gibson Southern game, and she goes, oh, you know, I just don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be a piece of cake. So um, we can see it made that shot, and um, still, it was a piece of cake. <laughs> it's a win-win. Do you agree with that? It's always a piece of cake? Yeah. yeah she Casey, what's your role in this band of gypsies that rolls out the ball every, every so often? Well, I am the C-team coach. I am the JV assistant, so I whisper in Lacey's ear. She doesn't listen to what I say. Uh, <laughs> uh, varsity stats and social media. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that game of telephone, right? When you, when it goes, when you tell her, and then she may tell Gretchen something totally different yeah. than what you just said. Talk about your social media stuff. You, you guys probably have the best social media of any team in the area, especially what you did uh, this summer with, with the music videos and things you made. Talk about you, what you did on that. Well, thank you. Um, I will say it took a lot of convincing um, on Lacey and I's part to get oh Coach Miles gosh. to <laughs> let us have a Facebook page. We started slow with Instagram a couple years ago, and then um, we really convinced her last year. I'm like, we really need Facebook. Like, we could get our message out so much, so much easier. And um, it just so happened, you know, with COVID and everything, like people really turned to our social media to find out what was going on with us because they couldn't come to games and things. And so. Um, we really try to keep it up to date because we can't have we couldn't have our fans in the stands. Yeah, right. This happens a lot too. Is convincing Gretchen to do things. It takes a lot of time. She might she time. might fire us, but well, she doesn't you, have anybody else there. So. Didn't you have to win a sectional for her to get rid of her flip phone? Yes, yeah, oh, she yeah. she got an iPhone. She promised the girls if we won sectional last year, she would get an iPhone. So actually, the week of regional, we went to Verizon, the whole team, and got a phone. And then we've been wanting to throw out T-shirts for what three or four years. And it took about so two long. years to convince her to do that. <laughs> We're on a roll, though. Might have one of those T-shirt guns soon. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> they won't last. What's it? <laughs> hey, they did buy the tacos. We're talking about Kirsten and Mandy, who uh, provided the food tonight from Casa Sevilla. And... Uh, I don't, I don't know if they're going to try to be assistant coaches. They think they are. I've watched games with them streaming, and, and they're pretty, pretty confident that, uh, that they are. Lacey, talk about um, what's it like coaching underneath, and what are you learning from Gretchen? I don't think I can explain. Um, back in the day, I think my dream was to be a varsity coach. And after being in the program for, what is this case, 
12 years? Eight. Nine? Eight? <laughs> when you're with Gretchen, you lose track. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it would be hard to go anywhere. Like, she just makes our lives easy. Mm-hmm. Um, not easy in the work ethic part, but easy to come to the gym every day, to spend that time away from our families. Um, the girls help them that, too. But it saves my marriage most years. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, she's just unbelievable in the aspect of the game and building the relationships. Um, luckily, I've been able to teach a lot of these girls. I think I've had four out of the five over here. So to be able to carry on those relationships after they leave sixth grade, you don't get the opportunity to do that with a lot of the other right. kids. Yeah. So having Gretchen being that leader of relationships and keeping with the program that we're in, it's yeah. hard to beat. That's awesome. Casey, um, can you talk about how practice plans, what do those look like under Coach Miles, and uh, what kind of input do you and, and Lacey have in, in those <laughs> as they giggle? <clears throat> the input that Lacey and I have on practice plans is uh, slim to none. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Coach Miles, uh, she's got it covered. I mean, her practice plans are incredibly detailed, and we are so thankful for that. I mean, it's broken down by the minute, what we're doing, why we're doing it, the focus for the day, reminders. Think, I mean, it's everything that we need to make our, our jobs easier and to, and to help our players be the best that they can be that day. Yeah, awesome. And if she, and if she gets out of order, then we we're, just we're pretend, right on it. We, we, just, really like, we just pretend uh, like we know what's going on. It's yeah. 4.15. We're supposed to be doing uh, <laughs> four and four box out. Uh, <laughs> we need to work on something else. Yeah. Move on. Don't. <laughs> Change plans. So um, I know out of these three, I'm just going to get a bunch of coach speak. So I'm going to ask you guys, let's talk about how much we're looking forward to next year and wh- what are you guys most looking forward to of next season? I can tell you what I'm looking for, and that's a state championship. There you go. <laughs> that's all I can yeah. say about that. That's, that's why we're here. I absolutely believe that you guys have what it takes to get there, and it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. And I'll be there. COVID or no. We know. Just wait. I will be Jesse Ledgerwood's adopted mother. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Casey, Lacey, thank you so much. Amy, Terry, thanks for spending some time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And we will look forward to following this team and documenting this team as as we go forward over the next year. Girls, Terry just laid it down. We know what what we're going to do here and what we're shooting for next year. So on behalf of the guys that normally are here in these seats helping me host this show, on behalf of Country Oaks, who provides our studio, Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, our title sponsor, and of course Casa Sevilla, we will adjourn until we can have some more Lady Hatchet shows. We'll look forward to it, but thank you all so much for joining Birdies, Bourbon, and Basketball.